We're live. I'm Robert, and this is Blue Collar Bible Scholar. I'm still playing around with Restream, so I apologize for the bad audio quality podcast, guys. This is just this is how it goes. This is the way I have time for it. I might, I might jump back to Facebook and then reposting it everywhere because there's still some stuff that I'm not excited about with uh, Restream. But we go on. Anyway, housekeeping out of the way. Today, I'm doing uh, nothing new news, finally. I'm going to talk about some headlines and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I want some of the uh, the clickbait algorithm attention. I'm trying to play the game. So, Will Smith, Oscar Slap, The War in Ukraine, and St. Augustine, Just War Theory. I've got minority takes on all of the above. So, let's get into it. Uh, first off, the, the slap was clearly fake. It's It was obviously fake. Because nothing in Hollywood is real. All of Hollywood is fake. It exists to make fake things. So even their real things are fake. Uh, take it a frame at a time. I don't care if it actually connected. Chris Rock stuck his face out, clenched his neck, had his hands behind his back. And uh, yeah, Chris Rock took the slap. Will Smith played Ali. You, In a fit of anger, he's not going to actually at least throw a real punch? No. Not... Not buying it for a second. Through this limb-wristed sissy slap like he was back on Fresh Prince. Nah, I'm sorry. He's been in too many action movies now how to throw a good punch. So, I don't care about any of that. I think the act that it was portraying was fine. Uh, first off, Chris Rock's joke is bad, too. That's the other thing. It, it wasn't even funny. Uh, it wasn't even funny. It wasn't even insulting. And G.I. Jane wasn't a good movie. So the point, though, is when a man insults your wife in a public forum, I don't care what your job is. Now, could he have handled it in a classier way? Yes. But the punchline should have been apologize or meet me outside. Uh, Because I think there are times when honor is important and our society has gotten away from that Um, to this litigation and this weird backbiting and gossip either genuinely forgive someone or throw hands in a safe environment. Because the goal isn't to damage them to the point they can no longer do their job or send them to the hospital. The goal is to find some kind of resolution to the conflict. Conflict is not the worst evil. You should not be avoiding conflict. You should not seek out conflict. That's not the same as avoiding conflict. Uh, If you're constantly avoiding conflict, you're always running away from problems that are slowly getting bigger, and you're refusing to acknowledge them. Uh, You should lean into conflict and seek to resolve conflict, but you shouldn't seek it out. Don't be a troublemaker, a jerk, and fight everybody. There is, as in all things in life, a balance. There's a temperance to be had, but I think there are times where the only reasonable solution would be to throw hands with somebody. But we live in a modern world. If Will Smith was actually insulted, he is smart enough and has enough class and is sharp enough to know that if he wanted to really punch Chris Rock in the mouth over and over again, the best way to do it is challenge him to a grudge match. These have been all over with the Jake Paul and stuff. Uh, Jake Paul, I think, yeah. And uh, he's... 
challenge, calling out washed up UFC fighters so he can punch them up in boxing rings. Do that. Just come up, take the mic. Kanye did it. Why not? Snatch the mic for a few minutes and say, all right, Brock, you want to talk about my girl that way in front of everybody for the whole world? Let's throw hands. This day, this time, we'll find an arena, we'll find a ref, and uh, we're going to throw hands or apologize right now. And then sell tickets. Everybody walks away rich. He gets to punch him in the mouth for real till he gets tired or, you know, maybe Chris Rock turns around. But that's the better way to have done that. And I don't think physical violence is a necessary um, God wrestled with Isaac. That's how he earned the name. We, we seem to forget that sometimes. He was Jacob. God shows up, and they have a wrestling match. That's how he earns the name wrestles with God. It's not a metaphor. God legitimately broke his hip. Uh, and I've only – I started taking jujitsu recently – and uh, lifelong martial artist and a handful of other things. It's it's an irrelevant aside. The point is, I've looked up a lot of stuff. There is one random, I'll find it and link it below after the facts, that a random uh, catch wrestling move that I think is the one, because human bodies haven't changed, you know, for thousands of years. I think it's the one that the angel of the Lord slash Jesus used to dislocate Isaac's hip. Because it's the only locker move I've seen that would actually dislocate a hip. Um, any other leg attack is to the knees, the ankles, or even like the the banana split or something. It's it's ligaments and muscle tissue damage. It's not actually like dislocating your hip socket. Uh, except there's one catch wrestling move, which allows the guy on bottom, as you're breaking his hip, to get double underhooks and keep you locked down and not let you up after you break his hip. I don't know. Um, some experimental archaeology. Somebody better and smarter than me can, can probably connect the dots better than I can, but I'll, I'll, I'll link it. I'll find it and link it. Um, but I, I think it's what, what went down the day. Anyway, God wrestles. God sends down an angel with a sword before swords are invented. God invented swords. <clears throat> I think physical violence is a part of things, but it has a place because there is conflict because there is sin in the world it's it's like having to go to the bathroom it's just it's there it's not great but it's also not just evil and wrong forever it's it needs to be in its place and kept in its place and violence is a thing that has a place and so when men have a misunderstanding that can't be reconciled uh not out of pride but out of honor you insult a man's wife or you denigrate his reputation before other people. That isn't a matter of pride. That's a matter of some higher thing, a matter of honor. Uh, in the, uh, the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, when God sets down a law for his people, there's a, there's a fairly steep punishment for a man who lies about his wife and says that she was running around on him when she wasn't. Be, and the, the reason for the recompense was that he had, uh, I, I can't remember the exact phrase, as soon as I built up to it in the sentence, um, he, he basically just besmirched her honor of one of the daughters of Israel. What other people think of you has some material component to it. There's a reason it hurts when people call us names. Now, should we get in fistfights every time somebody calls us a name? No, we should be bigger and stronger than that. But there are some 
accusations, false accusations of egregious sins, that is that is another thing altogether. Which is also something that Will Smith is not clean of. He, he's a, a he's a bad husband in a lot of other more important ways than you know getting upset over a joke. Uh, well, that's I'm not here for that. Uh, everybody knows, and no one cares. But I think it was just a useful jumping off point to think that to just to say that I think we should have honor duels in a in a non-lethal non-hospital visit inducing way we shouldn't be killing people but you can throw hands um you know wrestle the the daylights out of somebody put his face in the dirt you know say uncle that kind of stuff the the older ways over things that are proportional right accusations of degrees of sins um not not just somebody calling you a name, right? I'm talking serious, big things. Um, accusations of infidelity. Accusations of degeneracy. Uh, I can't remember the word for it. There's a, a theological term. Oh, what is it now? Ah, there's a theological term for um, when you give uh, accusations of sin, specifically to the, the damaging of another person's um reputation it's uh it's a thing there is some immaterial cost to the that sort of uh, behavior and so i don't think physical violence is always bad i think it does have a place to relieve tension when there is conflict um so often in our society it's just you're not allowed to get in a fight ever because somebody might sue you or the police are called and then everybody's lives are ruined or he'll sue you and take everything you have and when instead of in the older days, you know, two or three punches, somebody knocks down and gets a fat lip and they just walk away. And now it's done. Things are concluded. It, it can be done now. You lay the issue to rest. But that's I don't think that's coming back anytime soon. But I don't know. Maybe. But there are also classier ways. You don't need to just punch each other out in a Wendy's parking lot. There are boxing gyms literally everywhere. There are MMA places everywhere. Jiu-jitsu schools everywhere. Just show up, get a guy to ref a little sparring match and have some restraint. You could do that. So, um, now, the war in Ukraine has a lot of crazy stuff going on. And uh, my minority opinion is it's none of our business. Plain and simple. Um. Now, I'm going to jump a little bit to just war theory. I think just war theory is great, but only as a theory. Because in reality, even in medieval times, even back in the Roman era, it's not a single, it's not as ever as clean as Rome, America, Britain, Egypt, Spain, France, Russia, Ukraine. That's not, it's never that clear cut. Literally ever. You have the regular people that live there. And then you have the incredibly rich people that rule there. And all of those rich people have their own factions, their own things they are or are not actually in control of, their own investments, their own personal uh, financial and military entanglements in other places. 
We have so many corrupt politicians getting so rich from all of the random countries we've bombed. Um, but because they could get us upset and repeat just war theory over and over again, then the people kind of check off on sending our armies to go fight for some pointless war overseas. All I'm saying is I don't think I think just war theory really makes sense on paper. But the problem where it falls apart, like all theories, is humans by and large suck. And so it doesn't matter how morally upright they seem. If they're a rich guy in charge of a lot of stuff, I don't trust them as a default, de facto. I don't think they can be trusted to be truly impartial or truly moral. Uh, and so I don't think any war would make sense for us to get involved in unless our actual borders are actually being assailed. Uh, I think Augustine's just war theory is far too elaborate and far too theoretical because who defines, you know, oh, they're killing babies over there. That's literally been the cry for every war we've ever gone to. Do you know what our drone strikes do in the Middle East? Yeah. The only reason you don't care about those babies is because they're in Yemen or wherever we happen to be this week. Um, I think, I think the uh, Team America World Police, I think that was a legitimate critique for the wretched stomach churning movie that it, it was. I never watched it. I caught snippets of it. The title was in critique enough. Um, that we had been tricked by American oligarchs because they exist. Um, they largely exist in the form of corporations, but the, uh, we got no business over there. Everybody everywhere is always dying in war. Um, you know, the only reason we didn't send troops to the Rwandan genocide is because they didn't have oil. So we don't care. That's, that's facts, Jack. So I propose a more simplified just war theory where you simply use nation states as, think of it as a person. God in the Old Testament will treat a singular nation as though it's one person and basically the same moral framework fits right on top of them. For people, nations dealing with other nations is the same moral structure that people would deal with other people. And so it doesn't matter that this nation is threatening you economically. <clears throat> you know, would you go to your boss's house with a gun because he fired you and he threatened your family economically? No. No, you wouldn't. You would just have to get clever, creative, find a better way to make more money or do whatever. And the same way... As a nation, oh, they're threatening our economics. Okay, we're going to have to get better. That's what Russia's been doing. That's why they're so dominant in the oil and gas is because we've had a zillion sanctions against them forever. And they've learned to deal with it. And they're like, oh, we've got all this gas lying around. Let's sell it. But they're doing all right now. Um, that's something we should be doing. But whatever, doesn't matter. But the, uh, the structure then is if you would not intervene – if you're going to intervene every time there's a genocidal atrocity, that needs to be the moral framework and always intervene for every genocidal atrocity going on in every other country. We'll be embroiled in wars for forever and it's never going to stop. So logistically, 
that's unviable. So now you just you wait until your borders are being breached. But America's actually an undeclared empire. So we've got we got a lot of other problems going on that makes it difficult. But that's what I would propose as a replacement for um, that's what I use for my own metric is if it's if the nation is me in my home, would I use that same lethal force to stop this other person? Are they in my home? No. They're doing something in someone else's home thousands of miles away that I may or may not be getting accurate information about. That sounds really sketchy. I'm not going to show up with my hunting rifle and shoot somebody thousands of miles away for something that may or may not be happening that I, I don't entirely understand. You know, oh, it's a big country versus a little country. There are a lot of little guys that are jerks and that nobody likes and that pick fights all the time. So I don't know. And so... I can't trust anything that I'm being told because everybody has an angle. This politician wants us to go to war. This politician doesn't want us to go to war. This politician wants us to like Ukraine. This politician wants us to like Russia. I don't know or care. All I know is that's not America. And we have a lot of issues here that we should probably be dealing with. And it'd be better spent to spend our emotional time. Moreover, more personally, I personally don't, I'm not affected directly by Ukraine. My life doesn't change one way or the other. Are the gas is up or down? I can't even guarantee that those numbers on the gas station pump are connected to that. I don't know. Um, so I think a better way to do is instead of spending all of your emotional time and effort on places so far away, so elaborate, so abstract, how much time have you thought about your pastor or what's going on at church or what's going on in your house or what your family is doing or what your state is doing? Or your city or your, I mean, I, I'm going to let you know, I don't know who my mayor is. I couldn't pick him out in a police lineup. I don't know their name. But the news has made really sure that I know the Zelensky bobber name and that guy's face and the Putin guy who's the bad guy. I, they're so much less important to my direct immediate life than who the mayor is or who my um, county city elders are or the I don't even know what it's called because every every county has a little different structure and stuff. So I think we need to, as a culture, spend a little more time on those things and less time on whatever the news box is yelling at us over. Um, but I think a better matrix for just war theory, because it's really elaborate. You've got just cause. Well, it's not it's not clearly defined. And that just cause is based on uh, information that has to be good. And Information is the one thing nobody can trust nowadays, no matter who you're getting it from. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the first point. Anyway, you can look it up. It's a good deep dive to just learn some more, have some clear thought about it. Uh, but I don't – all of the, the giant nation-sized wars are very elaborate. Now, to be clear, too, it's clear in the Bible that soldiers are – not in sin by being soldiers. Um, pacifism may be a morally superior way. There's an argument for that, but it's not the only way. And it doesn't mean all violence is evil. All violence is evil, wicked sin. Uh, John the Baptist, when he talks to the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, he say, what shall we do after they, they're baptized for the repentance of their sins? Um, he says, don't be violent, which is an aggressive word for like beating people up. It's not the same word as you would use for fighting in war. 
um, and be content with your wages. That's it, man. You got two check boxes. Don't be a jerk and don't rob people and don't grumble about how much you're getting paid. That's it. You didn't say stop being soldiers. You didn't say don't fight ever. That's bad. So um, being a soldier is a noble and honorable uh, path for your life. There are many great saints who were soldiers. The, the only people that amazed Jesus with their faith was a soldier and uh, a little old uh, Samaritan woman. Was she Samaritan? I think she was Samaritan. It was, it was the, the little old lady. So he didn't tell them to stop being soldiers. Uh, Cornelius is a legionnaire also. Uh, depending on who you're talking to, it may be the same legionnaire that Jesus had the servant of you. Um, there's, there's no way to tell from the text, but I think some early theologians speculate. It's been a while since I've looked into it. But that's what's going on. Is they're soldiers. They're never at any point in time told to stop being soldiers or stop doing what they're doing. And in fact, their, their acts of faith um, amazed Jesus at one point and another point they respond um, he responded with the gospel that he had that God sent Peter to him to get him and his entire house safe. But then he doesn't stop being a soldier after that. And presumably he still continues with his job. Just he's a Christian now. So that's, uh, that's about it. So I think the war in Ukraine is, there's a lot more moving parts going on. And I think we should instead focus at home. Not that the people of Ukraine and their suffering is bad, um, but nobody cared when Donbass was getting bombed back when Obama was in charge. You only care now that the news tells you to care. So uh, I just think it's more complicated than more moving pieces. And your brain power would be better spent focusing here at home, in your house, in your church, in your community. I'm going to go Google who my mayor is now because, yeah, that's starting to bother me. Um, so that's all I got. That's it. There's no more after this. Thank you all for coming. Oh, hey, I, I do have a book, uh, Blue Collar Blind Spot. You can find it at bluecollarbiblescholar.com slash book. Um, pastors, uh, generally mainstream evangelical media need to focus on blue collar more because uh, there's this, there's a deafening silence to be rhetorically impactful. Um, and then I've got a bunch of other stuff on my website now. I'm trying to update the email i've got an email newsletter but i basically never send it out so it's not even spam but i'm working on it so go check that out it's on my website and uh that's it thanks for your time god bless god's peace